The Word is for everyone. It's alive and active, filled with wisdom, truth, and hope. Understanding and interpreting its pages can seem overwhelming, but this podcast is here to help. This is Unschooled and Ordinary. What's poppin', podcast people? Welcome back to Unschooled and Ordinary. I'm your host, Tyler. I'm here with Mr. Commentary himself, Ben Wade, Angie Gates, and Brandy Stewart. Y'all, what are we talking about today? Well, um, we just kind of thought it would be interesting to talk about what your quiet time looks like. Um, maybe that's what you call it, maybe not, but I know for me personally, uh, you can get caught up in the expectation of it has to look this way. And we place those expectations on ourselves. So hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll have a little bit more freedom in knowing that there's not a specific way. There's not a right or wrong way. It's more of a question like, have I walked away from this time feeling changed by God's word? Mm, Yeah, I love that. And this week uh, is a rest week for House Church. Um, So I think it's really cool. We get some time to kind of practice that. Um, and our study guide will look a little bit different um, and be real specific and unique just to uh, your individual time um, in Scripture. And so that's what we just want to do this week is encourage everybody to to dig into the Scriptures themselves. Awesome. And uh, I know we probably all spend time, our, our structured time with the Lord probably looks a little different between each of us. And I thought through talking about that today, we would all find some freedom because I don't know if you're like me, but I feel like I have to do something the right way and hope God is pleased with it. And I don't know where that guilt comes from. Like, I really know that's not true, but something in me, I'm always wondering, am I doing it right? Am I doing enough? Is this what other people are doing? Do y'all ever feel that way? All the time. Well, and I think social media has made it so much worse because now we have to document our time with the Lord too, or it's not real. And um, if nobody sees your humility, you're not really humble. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I don't know. I've definitely struggled with the idea of I'm not spending time with God in the right way. And you're right. There is always this. You know, in your head, this is so dumb, but it is still really real. And so I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. And uh, if you're like me, I'm a type A and there, there's just the right way to do things. <laughs> Everything. So, yeah. So if it worked well for me, it should work well for you mm-hmm. too. Right. I identify with that. <laughs> um, you know, one thing that I will be honest about personally, I kind of put that expectation on my family too. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know what works for me. So I know my routine. I know what I like. I know how God speaks to me. So therefore, if my husband is not doing that the same way as me, then it's easy for me to judge him. Like, like, is he really, like, what is he doing? You know, it, it, it's just, it could be completely different for him. And I, there's got to be freedom in that. Oh, 100% to steal Tyler's line. 100%. <laughs> I say that. Agree. You have, you have before. All the time. Um, But yes, I feel that too, Angie, about like, projecting the, well, this is how I connect with God and how I spend time with him. So shouldn't you? Right. Um, yeah. So that is a, that's a struggle as well. I was really convicted last week, um, with in kind of that same thought process of God kind of told me, Hey, 
why won't you allow me to work as uniquely in them as I do in you? Mm-hmm. And that's a really hard for somebody that likes control. You yes. Know? Um, so, yeah, 100%. Hey, I think the specific way that I've struggled with that the most isn't necessarily the how. Like, obviously, we know we open the Bible, we spend time with God. It's been the when for me, mm-hmm. like not W-I-N, <laughs> the what time, mm-hmm. because I feel like I was always given this message that if you did not spend time with the Lord before the sun came up, I probably you're told doing you that it wrong. <laughs> I, yeah, that was probably me too. No, told you that. I'm not a morning person. God does not reveal things to me at 4 a.m. the way he does. I think everyone else in this room, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I am the weird one, but I struggled with that for so long. Like I put this pressure on myself that if you don't wake up early and start your day, you are not a good Christian but I am such a night person. Maybe I haven't been like in the last couple of weeks, but um, you know, just in general, I've always been better and more clear minded at night. And I know that that's so weird for those of you who are morning people, but I don't know. I always felt like a failure because I didn't wake up early to spend time with God. I read a book not too long ago that really changed my whole aspect on this. And it was called Sacred Pathways by Gary Thomas highly encourage it um, if you want to know more about it. But it really, truly lays out the different ways. And I'm sure there's more than what are even talked about in the book, but the different ways you can connect with God. Mm -hmm. And you find freedom in that because one of the ways um, was called like a naturalist. And that's, I, I resonated with that so much because I'm an outside person. Like you put me near some water or just let me be in nature. Let me watch the birds. Let me like, I, I find so much fulfillment in that. And I feel like I always walk away from those places thinking it's just so much easier for me to hear from God there or here, like in, in his nature. And that may not be the case for somebody that can't stand the outdoors. And it doesn't mean that my quiet time is any better than theirs or if I choose to do it in the morning. But I, I feel like if we aren't careful, if we try to fit the mold of what has been laid out for us, it becomes this transactional thing and we forget that God's a person like a person to be enjoyed and to love. And that's the bottom line. How do you love God the best? Like what comes easiest for you? What is the most natural way for you to love a person, mainly God, and spend time with him? Yeah. And what nourishes your soul? Yeah. I was thinking about this yesterday. Uh, Just a random thought. My mind's weird, but whatever. (laughs) I thought, you know, I... I wake up in the mornings and I, I read scripture and I consider that part of my quote unquote quiet time. What did people do before the printing press? Mm, yeah. Like mid 15th century, people didn't have access to God's word like we do. And um, I, one year I read through the entire Bible. That's what I did during my quiet time. It was the worst year of my life. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm not a I'm not an academic. I can't read large chunks of of anything at one time, but I felt like that's what I had to do, and it was really depleting mm-hmm. for my soul. And that's that's why we want to have this conversation today because it it is not the same for everybody. I I know uh, one of our house church pastors who is he just loves to read and he'll read chapters every single day in scripture. I know another guy who says the closest he is with the Lord is when he runs. 
I don't understand those people. <laughs> Shout out Jason Plummer. He says when he hits mile seven, he and the Lord interact on, on a different level. Hmm. Who am I to say that's wrong or right? You know what I'm saying? Right, but to find the freedom in being okay and knowing my way is not wrong. That's right. That's right. And that my way is not the only way. I looked this up. I thought this was really interesting. The word quiet times always kind of like piqued my interest. Like, why do we call it that? And before we use the term quiet time, uh, there was this phrase called the morning watch. It came out of this uh, city in England. There was this evangelical movement. And the morning watch was their, what we call quiet time now, but it was all about prayer and praying, praying for other people. And then in the 40s, 1940s, 1950s, the quiet time came, came to be what we know today. Billy Graham really made it popular. And it was meditation, scripture, and prayer. And the reason why we call it quiet time is because it is quieter than the morning watch. I just thought that was interesting information when I was looking into it. Hmm. I like yeah, that. So with that being said, uh, what, what does your quiet time look like? Ben, if you want to kick us off, what do you do? What time of day is it? What is most refreshing to your soul? How do you connect with the Lord? Uh, my quiet time is early, um, like Brandy kind of alluded to, but it hasn't always been that way. Um, I think seasons of life, I, I guess, dictated that. Mm -hmm. And then I began to learn and recognize that that is refreshing for me early um, in a quiet place. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I've really learned and over the years is that sometimes when I'm, when I'm reading Scripture, or most of the time when I'm reading Scripture, um, it's not necessarily when things are revealed to me, but that what you said, Angie, about like being outside, that so often that what I've read from early in the morning in my quiet time God will reveal something to me from that when I'm outside at a later time, yeah. like doing something else or mowing grass or doing something along those lines. He reveals to me what I've read early in the morning. Um, but I'm, I will, if I wait till the, till the evening, I'm going to sleep, you know, like it one in the evening for me, when I sit down and begin to slow down, I'm dozing off and everything is, everything is done. So over the years, I've just kind of um, grown to becoming a early morning before everyone else gets up uh, kind of quiet time. It's like Brandy's favorite saying, early bird gets the worm. Yep. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I would say my quiet time is very similar to yours. So um, maybe just a different spin on that in more details. I am definitely a morning person, and I, act I just absolutely love I get up, I get my cup of coffee, I go outside, I sit on my swing, and if I make it out there and the stars are still out, it is a win. Like, I love, love, love waking up with God. Like, I know it sounds crazy, I have a swing, and I just literally envision Him sitting on the swing with me, and I'm just sitting there with my cup of coffee, and I just, like, spend time with Him. I just talk to Him, and there's nothing more precious to me than to wake up with Him as like the sky starts to get light and the birds start to wake up and I've just been talking with him. And then when it gets light enough that I can see my Bible, I will read scripture. And like Ben said, either something stands out to me in the moment that I write down in my notebook 
or either later on throughout the day or maybe even a couple of days from now, he'll remind me of something that I read. But he's so faithful in taking that intentional time and bringing it back and using it to teach me so much more than I could ever have imagined having been in his word, no matter how many times you've read the same story or the same scripture. So um, that's just what my morning looks like. And I don't feel like my day is right unless it kind of starts that way. Okay, so I'm the opposite of all those things they have said so far. Um, So I think like when I was in college, it really was late at night. That was the best time for me with the Lord, but then I had kids. And so it's really been more the middle of the day. And yes, I am lucky to work at a church. And so that does help. Like I have the time to just kind of move into a quiet space here a lot of times too, or it's in my car a lot. I just... I can't wake up. I wish I could wake up. My snooze button and I are such best friends. Um, But speaking of the book that Angie said earlier, The Sacred Pathways, I think that's what gave me so much freedom to know, hey, those things that y'all are talking about, I love nature. I love being at the beach. I love going to the mountains. But that is not where I hear the most from God. I think that's where I appreciate his majesty the most. But I want to, mine was the intellectual type. And that means not only do I want to read a chapter, but then I want to read every commentary. I want to know the background. I want to listen to podcasts about it. I want to know every detail of everything that it's talking about there. And God comes alive for me through that. So that's more of what mine looks like. It's almost like research. And I know that sounds terrible to some people too, but if you know, you know. That's right. That's right. That's right. For me, uh, just to back up a little bit, my life rhythms were off a few years ago, and uh, I knew I had to make some big-time changes, and one of those changes was having a structured time in the mornings with the Lord, and so I I started setting my alarm way earlier than I ever had before, and I was very rigid with it. I did the same thing every morning for about two years, where I would meditate, and um, I would read scripture, I would journal, I would pray, I would, I guess visualize may may be a way to say it, but I would, I've got some things that I want my life to become, and I would just, like, envision those, like, um, my children's wedding day, for example, where I would just sit and think on that, and uh, just Nancy and I being there in that moment, like, hey, we did it right, Mm -hmm. you know, good job, those kind of things, and I did, like I said, I did that for two years because I felt like I had to kick my system into gear or something. I had just uh, slacked off for way too long. I started becoming aware that that was starting to deplete me. Like what worked so well for so long, it seemed like, was starting to become a burden to me. And instead of filling me up, it was draining me. And that's kind of where I've been uh, this year. This year, I've switched up a lot of things. So just for example, this morning, I woke up, got up early, Angie, got to see the stars. (laughs) And that's just such a beautiful moment. And literally, the only thing I said for 50 minutes was, Lord, good morning. Thank you for waking me up today. And then I just sat and I stared at the sky and just thought about how good God is. Sometimes we just need that. Sometimes we just need to switch it up. So I think the big idea for today is 
Doing it is what is important. Finding that time with God is important. And how you do it may look different. And it's not one size fits all. So with that, y'all got any final thoughts? I have one piece of wisdom from this man at Stone County campus, Jack Bates. He's such a wise man. And this was what he said one day, and I will never forget it. He talked about he's not good at reading, and he doesn't read like a lot at one time. He said, so you know what I do? He said, I read one verse, and then I do it. And I thought, that is so simple. We try to make it so hard. But if God's Word's not changing you, what good is reading one chapter? Like, read one verse if a chapter's overwhelming. But the more important thing is do it. I think my thought, too, is just, you know, Angie mentioned freedom when we first started. And I think there was a lot of freedom for me and also remembering that God still loves me even when I don't spend time with him. You know, that is the goal and we should be doing it. But for those of you listening who have not been regularly spending time with the Lord, he's not mad at you. He's not punishing you, but he is waiting for you to come back and spend time with him. So I just wanted to give you some grace and some freedom in that too. Like don't hear anything that we have done and hold yourself to that either. Yes, find what works for you. But yeah, like Angie said, do it. Just don't don't feel ashamed if that hasn't been where you are before today. That's right, because we cannot earn God's love, and there's not something we can do to make Him love us more. He loves us because we are His children, and I hope we find a lot of grace in that. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unschooled and Ordinary. If you've been enjoying this, we would love for you to share this with a friend, and we will catch you next week. See you then. Peace. Unschooled and Ordinary is an original podcast from Venture Church. While this podcast is great for individual study, the word really comes alive when we talk about it and apply it to our lives in house church. House churches are small groups of believers gathered in homes for a meal, scripture study, discipleship, and prayer in a trusted community of faith. They meet on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. in homes throughout South Mississippi, and you can join anytime. To find a house church near you, visit venturechurch.org slash housechurch.